Let us pray. And the angel of the Lord said unto Elijah, Go down with him, be not afraid of him. And he arose and went down with him unto the king. 2 Kings 1.15 As I humbly come before you, God, I will fix my attention and set my gaze to your command to trust and rely on you. When I fall and make a mistake, let the broken state of my heart and spirit look to you to be my physician and healer. No longer will I look to others to heal the areas in my life that only you can restore. No longer will I put my trust in man-made traditions and outcomes, but instead I will pray to you, Lord, and wait in faith as you move on my behalf. I declare that pride and ego will not have a seat at the table of my heart. I will not let Ahaziah's behavior become my reality. So, as I stand in integrity and deliver the message you desire for me to give to the world, I can stand confident, knowing that when others rise up against me, I will be like Elijah. You will send a fire of justice to speak on my behalf and protect what you've placed inside of me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for making prayer a priority in your life. To hear the Bible come to life, stay tuned for The Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com A Fallen King and Falling Fire In our last story, we witnessed the faithful rule of King Jehoshaphat and Judah. His desire to seek God and his peace fueled many victories for Judah. Under his leadership, God provided a hedge of protection and prosperity over them. Now we learn about King Ahaziah's fall from God, literally and spiritually. And we witness the return of Elijah to once again bring difficult truths to a corrupt king, inspired by the book of Second Kings. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. 
Right Rug Flooring. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hello, this is Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. In our last episode, we heard about the rule of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, who guided his people back to God and established justice and worship of the Lord throughout the southern kingdom. He was much like his ancestor David, earnestly seeking the Lord and being open to correction by God's prophet. Today, we'll return north to a kingdom in shambles after the death of Ahab. Israel's new king, Ahaziah will suffer a great fall, and in his moment of despair, his cries will reveal where his trust really is. We'll also see the return of Elijah, who will speak God's heavy judgment upon a dishonorable king. So, let's listen to God's word today. The troubled King Ahab had fallen. As arrows flew and pierced his flesh on the battlefield, the tides of power in the north began to turn. Israel was kingless for a short while, and the land of Moab tossed and turned with unrest. Moab had been under the rule and protection of Israel since King David. However, once Ahab was killed, the land that settled on the coast of the Dead Sea saw an opportunity to rebel. So, the new king of Israel, Ahaziah, took over during a time of incredible strain and unrest. One evening, Ahaziah was pacing in the upper room above his palace in Samaria. The warm summer breeze only made him more anxious. His nervous stomping rumbled the floor below him. He paced to and fro on his balcony, worrying over his kingdom. Lost in thought, Ahaziah paid no attention to the latticework slowly cracking beneath his feet. All of the sudden, his troubled thoughts were interrupted by the floor giving way from underneath him. The king fell more than a dozen feet through the floor of the upper room, slamming onto the palace floor below. The fall took all the breath out of him. His ears were ringing from the impact to his head. Slowly, he began to feel the sting of several broken bones coursing through his body. King Ahaziah laid there motionless for what seemed like days. The pain was intense, and his already muddied mind began to panic. It took everything in him to scream to his servants for help. After several cries for help echoing through the silent chambers, he finally found aid. His servants tended to his broken bones and fractured skull. His lungs were beginning to recover more of the air they once lost. However, the injuries to his body and head seemed beyond repair. Ahaziah sat in despair. He had only been king a few weeks and he feared he would never recover. His paranoid mind began to wander into dark places. He wanted answers to questions not worth asking. He desired for hope in his dark and painful state. So, in a moment of weakness, Ahaziah sent his messengers to find priests in the temple of Baalzebub, the god of Ekron. He sent them to ask if he would ever recover, In so doing, Ahaziah revealed where his hope truly was. His heart was attached to the Philistine god of plagues and flies. His request revealed how far his heart was from the true god of Israel. 
Elijah was walking the fields of Tishbe, enjoying the peace of a mild summer day. The wind blew slightly from the west. Elijah had enjoyed peace since Ahab's death. No longer pursued by a witch queen and her puppet king, Elijah could now fully set his mind on the things of God. In a moment of prayer, the Lord spoke to Elijah, saying, Go, and confront the messengers from the king. They are on their way to Baalzebub to ask Ekron for wisdom. Elijah was disturbed at the news. Not only did this reveal the wicked state of King Ahaziah's heart, but it also showed that Philistine influence had crept into his council. King Ahaziah's mind and heart were compromised. God spoke clearly again, saying, Go and tell them that he will never leave his bed. He will surely die where he lies. Elijah knew not to waste any time when it came to matters of God. So he left where he was and ran to intercept the king's messengers. He found them almost at the temple and told them of all God had said. Disturbed and afraid, the messengers turned around and ventured back to the palace. King Ahaziah was alone in his chambers. Just within sight past the entrance to his door, he could see the hole in the ceiling where he fell. It tormented him, and he longed for a day where he could walk again to be rid of the view. The king looked to his left out the window, feeling an intense pain in his chest. He coughed and covered his mouth with the cloth in his hand. He looked down at the cloth. Blood. A grave sign for the king. He sighed deeply and closed his eyes. Then a sudden echo of footsteps could be heard from the halls. His messengers had returned. They bowed before his bed. They had just left that morning, so the king was confused at their arrival. Why have you returned so soon? the king asked. A man intercepted us and told us that he had a message from God. Ahaziah's eyes widened. He had seen King Ahab's war with the God of their forefathers. As a child, he witnessed his father's constant turmoil with the God of David. At one time, he considered following the God of David, but decided not to for the Philistine gods offered him more room for sin and lewdness. He knew that no good news awaited him. The servants delivered the message from God, saying, Is there no God in Israel? Why have you sent messengers to Baalzebub? Your request reveals much. You shall never leave your bed. You shall die on the bed you are lying on. What sort of man was he? What did he look like? The king whispered, for he had an idea of who it was. His father's sworn enemy was still alive. They replied he was a hairy man who wore a leather belt to hold his robes together. Ahaziah sat up in his bed. His lungs began to strain and his chest swelled up with coughing. Blood spattered all over his sheets and his chin was dripping with blood and saliva. Elijah, he yelled as blood flung across the room. Take my army captain with fifty soldiers. Go and arrest him. The king's coughing filled the room, and his servants came in the room to attend to him while the messengers sent word for his captain. Elijah was sitting on top of a grassy hill overlooking the city below when the captain and his fifty men approached. He remained sitting as the captain drew his sword and pointed it at Elijah. Man of God, the king has commanded for you to come with us. Elijah looked at all the men closely. He observed their angry scowls and violent eyes. 
He closed his eyes and gave a brief sigh. He opened his eyes and looked to the skies. The sun was still high in the air. However, the clouds were shifting slightly, and it looked like a storm was possibly approaching. Elijah replied nonchalantly, If I am truly a man of God, perhaps fire should come down from heaven to destroy your small army. As Elijah said this, a flash from the sky pierced downwards and sent all fifty men flying through the air. Immediately they were consumed with flames. They were dead almost instantly. Word reached the king of this incident, so he sent fifty more men to pursue and arrest Elijah. The other captain pointed his spear at Elijah and said, Man of God, you must come with us. It was a foolish mistake, for Elijah gave the same reply he did before, and fire from heaven consumed him and his men. The king heard of this and was insistent on sending another group of fifty men to pursue Elijah. Only this time, the captain fell at Elijah's feet and said, Please, O man of God, spare us. We are following orders, but do not want to be consumed like the others. Elijah smiled at the men for their humility. At the very least, they had learned their lesson, unlike their king. Elijah could hear the slight whisper of God comforting him. He said, Do not fear the king. Go down to him. So Elijah sat up and willingly walked down with the soldiers to the palace. He stood before the broken king. Ahaziah could barely say a word, for his body was failing him. Elijah once again delivered the message of God, and with those words, King Ahaziah breathed his last and died. Ahaziah had no sons to succeed him. His brother, Yoram, became the next king of Israel. Ahaziah's death was not a result of injury. Rather, it was the result of a generational sickness in the kings of Israel. Their corrupt and selfish hearts were slowly killing the integrity of their nation. The passion of King David had disappeared in the land of Israel. What replaced it was a lineage of kings determined to seek their own glory above the children of God. Their imperfection only made them more vulnerable to attack and corruption. One day there would be a king to humbly enter the kingdom of Israel. A king that would not be self-serving or evil. He would be a king that would enter in humbly, lying in a manger. He would come to serve the people and lay down his life for them. He would bring peace, love, and truth to a people far off and lost. Yet for now, the ups and downs of kings continued. We begin today's passage in the aftermath of King Ahab's death. With the king dead, Moab rebelled against Israel. It was a time of great turmoil in the northern kingdom, which is no big surprise given the corruption and the wicked rule of Ahab and the wicked queen Jezebel. It is also no great surprise that Ahaziah, the new king, son of Ahab and Jezebel, would follow in his parents' footsteps and seek out idols, pagan gods and deities. One morning, King Ahaziah fell through the lattice in his bedroom and plummeted to the hard floor below. He was seriously injured and became sick, confined to his bed. But rather than call out to God for help, what did he do? He turned to false gods, just as his parents had done throughout their lives. Ahaziah sent messengers to seek answers from Beelzebub, the Philistine god of plagues. He wanted to know if he would recover from his injuries. And what Ahaziah failed to recognize was that his real sickness was not in his broken body, but in his broken soul. 
But God saw the king and was grieved because of his unfaithfulness. So God sent an angel to give his prophet Elijah a message to Ahaziah. Because the king had turned to a foreign god, acting as though there was no god in Israel, he would never leave the confinement of his bed, but would die there. Elijah set off to find the messengers who were headed to Ekron to seek out Beelzebub. He told them all the angel had said, and they returned to Ahaziah with bad news, bad news from the strange man on the road. When Ahaziah asked what the man looked like, the description confirmed what surely he already knew. Elijah, the same man who had troubled his father Ahab, was at it again. God's man was being God's man. Ahaziah sent a captain with 50 men to bring Elijah in. No doubt the king had in mind to make him pay for his words. But when they found Elijah, they called him a man of God and told him to come quickly because the king had ordered it. But Elijah answered to a much higher king, the Lord God. So he replied that if he was indeed a man of God, then fire would come down from heaven and consume the men. Just then God sent fire from the skies and wiped out Ahaziah's men. This sign would deter any reasonable and wise king, but Ahaziah was far from reasonable or wise. So he sent a second captain with 50 men, the same order, the same response from Elijah, and the same outcome, fire from heaven that consumed the men. Ahaziah sent a third contingent of men, but this time the captain did not demand that Elijah come with him. Instead, he humbled himself before Elijah, saying, as recorded in 2 Kings 1.13, O man of God, please let my life and the life of these 50 servants of yours be precious in your sights. In other words, please don't kill us. Please don't take us out from the power of your God. So this man had a different attitude and a different request, a different response, therefore. God told Elijah to go with the man and deliver his message personally to Ahaziah. So Elijah went to the king and again told him that because he turned to the Philistine God, his very life would be taken from him in that bed. And just as the Lord said, Ahaziah died then and there. A short reign marked by idolatry and foolishness and death. Today's passage reminds us that our God is the one true God and that he is a jealous God who deserves our full focus, attention, adoration, and affection. Let there be no other gods before him. Like his parents before him, Ahaziah gave his heart to false gods, and it cost him not only an abundant and peaceful life and a beautiful reign among the people, it cost him everything. It cost him his life, because God will not be mocked. The Bible says whatever a person sows, he will also reap. So let's pray. Dear God, thank you for this story that teaches us that you are a great God, a glorious God, and you and you only are God. And we pray that we would never turn to the world and the idols of this world and the things of this world to find relief or rescue or comfort in any false God. We thank you that you are jealous for us, that you love us because we are yours and you love us deeply and dearly and you always want our best. Remind us, God, today that our hearts are to be completely yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. 
I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Let me encourage you to go ahead right now and download the Pray.com app and make the Word of God and prayer a huge priority in your life. Let me also encourage you to tell others about this podcast because you can pass the Word to others. And if you want more resources on how to tap into God's power for living the Christian life, be sure to visit jackgraham.org. That's jackgraham.org. We would love to connect with you right now. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee visit rightrug.com that's r-i-t-e-r-u-g.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you 24-month financing is available with approved credit for 90 years we've been right here right now right rug flooring hey guys you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.